unlocking your unlimited potential is the ability to pivot on demand to continue moving forward. Every step in the right direction is a step. No matter if it's a baby step or not, keep moving forward. But most of us will go through life never tapping into those gifts and talents that lie dormant within. So helping that youngster to find what's there as opposed to envying and being jealous of all the other people who have accomplished their own goals. You've got your own stuff within you. You just got to tap into it. Consistent creation comes confidence and confidence. We think we know our students' potential. We don't. We think we know our own potential. We don't. We only reach our limits when we stop trying. So keep trying. Allowing others to see in them what you see in them. Helping them to see in them what you see and and to, you know, helping them believe in the greatness that they are, that you see and experience every day. Giving somebody a chance and being there to support them through it. It means your potential is unlimited. I mean, focus on that. It is an infinite pro process. It's an infinite progress. You're constantly taking steps to improve. Don't ever chase, got it. Don't ever chase that moment. Don't ever chase it, whatever that is, unless it is constant progress. So focus on the unlimited portion of this that you don't chase somebody else, don't chase an arbitrary moment in time, a momentary accomplishment, a certificate, a label, a title, just keep getting better every day. If we're doing that work, or somebody else is doing that work on us, and at this point I think the children does that work on each one of the staff, and each one of the people that get involved in Casa Hogar, they get unlocked their, their potential by the children. So once you get involved with children, working with children, it's not what you do with them, it's, it's how the children impact in your life to unlock that, that unlimited potential that you have, and then they're going to see the benefit from it. Unlocking unlimited potential means empowering others to take the risks they need to to become exactly who they can be. Help that kid find what they're truly passionate about and what keeps them up at night working and what wakes them up early and what gives them that sense of wow. And I want them to find what they're good at to really identify their strengths. You know, that's the thing because of school and because of the model that we use for school where we're really focused a lot on weaknesses and trying to level up those weaknesses. I, for me, brother, I just want that kid to identify what they're passionate about and what their strength is. And then getting clear about how we can help that kid use that potential and use that strength to go out into the world and make a difference in the lives of other people. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. I am so excited to be here with you all. I have a very, very special guest that I've been trying to get on this podcast for a while because we have been waiting and waiting for her book to come out, and it is right around the corner. We are so excited. Melissa Wright. How you doing, Melissa? Great. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm good. We're going to dive right in because I know you and I have been talking a little bit before the show, talking about all the awesomeness that's about to happen in your life. You got a book coming out, but before we dive, dive into that a little bit, we're going to kind of rewind a second and jump into who you are and tell us a little bit about your story, Melissa, and how you ended up on this path from teacher to author to speaker and so much more. 
Um, well, my teaching actually started years and years ago um, in the dance studio. I started teaching dance when I was 13 years old, uh, assisting and then teaching my own classes. And that's when I fell in love with teaching. Um, so fast forward through high school and university. And of course, I pursued pursued teaching. And um, I was lucky enough when I was in university that my area had, our district had what was called a local permit. So you didn't actually have to be a licensed teacher. You could apply for a local permit and supply teach. So my mom had convinced me to do that just to make sure I was actually going to like it. And I'm so glad she did because it really helped me um, decide which level I wanted to teach at and, and which I was going to enjoy the most. And of course I loved high school and that's where I still am today. Um, teaching high school math and dance. This is just finished year 17 at, uh, and I've been at Kennedy Cases Valley High School all 17 years. So blessed to work at such a wonderful school. And uh, when I started teaching, I did my teaching internship at, at my high school that I attended as a student. And, you know, my teaching career wouldn't be the same if I didn't have that experience of that internship, because that internship really opened my eyes to, um, and some of you may be familiar with this, to Jocelyn's Renaissance. I actually get to see it there it firsthand in action. And my teacher that was my student council advisor when I was there was still there. And she said, you know, if we had this when you were here, you would really love it. And boy, was she ever right. I absolutely fell in love with it. And I can't imagine um, teaching without it and being able to work with those wonderful group of student leaders, um, helping guide them along their journey of leadership and helping to better the school culture and climate and seeing the legacy that they leave on our school community. So been doing that and, and, you know, we all have a story to tell. And I always tell that to my students too, like you guys have stories too, and we need to hear those stories. So when the pandemic hit in 2020, I decided, you know, I have some time now, why don't I start to tell my story on paper? So that's when this whole journey of, of writing began. Uh, and so lucky to be connected with Darren Peppard at Road to Awesome and the book, like you said, is coming out very soon. Um, and just having that opportunity to tell your story. Sometimes we think that, you know, oh, our story's not important or that it's not gonna make a difference, but you know, your story is important. You need to tell that story and it could make a difference for even just one person out there. And if it does, then that's worth telling. Well said. Hence the entire reason this podcast started was because of the power of our stories, right? So I totally right. dig in and, and agree to what you, with what you're saying. You so you basically started off as a coach, right? Like as a, mm -hmm. a dance teacher, yeah, at slash coach, right? Mm -hmm. And your passion started with something that you really, really enjoyed. And because you dove into what you really enjoyed and your really your purpose was deeply embedded in. Mm -hmm. It led you to just continue to spread your growth and spread your all that you you know and you're passionate about. And the, the fact that it led to teaching is amazing. But the fact that it's now led to a book and speaking and so much more is really, really what it's all about for me. That's what I love about having people on these, these this show is having people just kind of tell where it all started and sometimes it's mm -hmm. it's a really different beginning for some people but the idea of coach to teacher you've been an educator your entire time i mean you were a teacher yeah. when you were you know sometimes we kind of think the teachers are the only ones that are in the classroom on the day-to-day -day, but it's there's so much more and the fact that you found your passion through dance is really cool and i love that and i happen to have a, a very serious competitive dancing daughter 
So I'm really relating and I want to dive into a million questions on that, but I'm going to hold <laughs> off for our listeners and we'll do that on the after show. But uh, diving in a little bit deeper and you're coming up, you're coming out with the book, the title of your book. Can you just tell everybody what it is? Yeah, it's uh, Inspired Moments That Matter. Oh, and that's what I love. I know you I know you you went back and forth on trying to figure out the best title. I've seen the cover. By the time people are listening to this, the book is probably going to be already out and you'll be able to get it on Amazon. So we hope that you're going to jump in and get that book and make Melissa a bestseller and a hot new release. But however, let's dive into the story a little bit. So what is the book about? Uh, well, it's my journey thus far as an educator. Um, but it also, I, like the moments that matter is a big part of it. So throughout my book is, you know, there's different moments as we all have throughout our days or our years throughout our career that have been significant and made an impact on me. Um, you know, and some of, most of them are through school. There's a, a particular story towards the end. I won't give too much away, but um, that involves my mom that has had a, a major, major impact um, on me without even realizing it. So it's about, you know, finding those stories, those things in your life that are making a positive impact on you, that are inspiring you to want to go out and do better and serve those people that you're leading, whether that be students or anyone in your life, as well as, you know, there's woven within there, there's some practical ideas that you can, you know, hopefully try to implement within your classroom or within your school to help, you know, improve school culture and climate, but maybe as well, you know, inspire some of your students or, you know, just help to improve who they are and their day. Um, we all have those moments in our life, you know, that have been significant, but sometimes their impact doesn't become apparent until much later on. And I think that's part of my story, you know, like you have all these things happening to you throughout your journey as an educator, or just your journey in life. And you don't really realize the path they're going to take you on or the impact that they're going to have on you down the road. And, and we need, you know, to sometimes sit, step back for a minute and say, whoa, that really changed who I am and, you know, helped shape me into the person that I am today. And hopefully through these stories, you, maybe it'll help people see the, you know, the person that they can become and the impact that they can have. Well said. No, I, we do all have those moments in life and looking back on them, I bet that was a really rewarding experience. I'm sure, you know, as someone who's written a book myself, it becomes you learn a lot about yourself as a person, as an educator, digging back into those stories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you talk about yourself and, and I know you personally just kind of we've connected a, a, a while ago over the past couple of years. And you every time I see you, I think school culture and climate. And I know you mentioned that. So. Talk a little bit about what your feelings are related to school culture and climate and how, you know, people reading your book will be able to kind of help themselves in understanding the importance of it. Right. Well, I mean, you know, if anything, the last few years have shown us that um, school culture and climate and those connections that we make in our building are more important than ever. And, you know, just like, you know, our school is not is not perfect. And there's certain aspects of school culture and climate from the pandemic that have, I hate to use the word suffered, but they have suffered and they're not where they once were. And we need to try to bring, bring those back. Um, you know, a lot of work that I do, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast is through Jocelyn's Renaissance. And a lot of what we do is led by our student team because they are the pulse of your building, right? They know what's going on. They know what's cool, what's not cool. Um, we might think sometimes that we know what's cool, but the kids really have a, have a good pulse on that. Um, 
And we really need to take that time to make sure that people feel like they're welcome, that they have a place that they belong, that they matter, that your school is a place that they want to run to instead of run away from, right? We, we need to make sure that, and, and it's not only for students, right? We want our faculty to feel the same way as well, because, you know, the kids are there for an average of four years, because our, for my high school anyway, ours is nine to 12. Um, but a lot of times, like I've been at my school for 17 years. So a lot of times the faculty are there much longer. So we, we get into teaching because of the students and we want to serve those students and help better them. But a lot of times when you, when you go to a school, you go to the school and you stay because you love teaching, but also because of those connections that you make with the other faculty in your building. Right. And so if you can bring your faculty along, that's going to help bring the students along. Right. Because once you have the faculty buy-in, they're going to help get the student buy-in as well. And, and you need your whole team behind you to, to make your school the greatest place that it can be, right? We all want our schools to be a positive environment that everybody wants to, wants to attend. Yes, well said. Agreed on all fronts. I'm <laughs> dig a little deeper into that. You know, most of the time when we talk about school culture and climate, you feel it. You walk into a building, yeah. you can feel, you just know. Like it's one of those things we, yeah. we, you walk, open up the door to the school, you walk in, boom, this school has a positive classroom culture. You can mm -hmm. see it, you can feel it. It's on the walls, it's in the classrooms, it's the kids, it's the, the look on their faces, it's all mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. So when we walk into your school or mm -hmm. classroom, and I know that this is something that's really valuable to you and, and I've seen it and I've seen the videos that you've been posting and the feedback and the information that you're providing have been so inspirational to others. Talk a little bit about your tips. What would be some tips you give out there to teachers and, and school directors, school administrators right. that people, especially I know a lot of people right now, especially listeners of the show, that are starting a new position as a principal, mm -hmm. that are starting a new position as a superintendent, what would be some suggestions that you would give for them to make sure that their culture, their school culture has that positive, you know, feeling that we've been talking about and pushing mm -hmm. forward and getting people to show their sense of their story and their sense of themselves and having that embedded into the, into the school to make it that special place that when we open up that door, we know that this school really has a focus on culture and climate. Yeah, and it's funny you said that, Brandon, about walking in because one time we had a um, representative from a fundraising company that was just coming in for the lunch hour to talk to my Renaissance team, and she walked in the building and she's like, "Wow, this school is is different than others." So it's it's nice when outside people notice that. Um, but one tip I would give, you know, especially teachers and/or administrators, it doesn't matter. Be visible. One thing our principal does every single morning as she stands at the front door just inside the front door not out in the cold because i do live in canada but she stands inside the front door with her coffee every morning and greets the kids and she wants them to say to her the expectation she says good morning and a lot of times she calls most of them by name we have a school of 1100 kids i don't know how she does it but and she will say good morning you know and their name and then she wants them to say back to her good morning mrs jensen and one year it became so part of our school culture our um entrepreneurship class always does a, a market. So they have to come up with a product business plan and they sell it at our, what we call campus market. And one of the, the businesses actually was they had ball caps made that had embroidered on them. Good morning, Mrs. Jensen in our school colors. And they sold out within about five minutes and had all these orders for other ones. So 
you know, something as simple as that, that doesn't cost any money. It just costs time. And you're thinking, well, maybe you're thinking, well, I'm not an administrator. I can't stand at the front door. I need to be down in my room. As a classroom teacher, stand in the hallway, greet your kids, say good morning, call them by name, right? I had a student once who I was standing out in the hall. My class was coming in. She was chatting with me. And as the kids were coming in, you know, I'd say good morning, John, or whoever it was that was coming in. And she said to me, I can't believe you call every single student by their name. And I said, well, you know, it's their name. It's just, you know, what I do to greet them. And she said, well, she had teachers that she'd had for the last three years that had never said her name once. So, you know, that makes her feel important. That's part of their identity, right? That's how they connect is, is their name. So if we can use that just to make them feel welcome, that's, that's great. One other thing I started to do too was before COVID was high five Fridays. So on Fridays, if you came to my room, you got a high five on the way in, or even if you walked by me in the hallway, when I was standing out there, you got a high five. When we moved to COVID though, it's been air high fives. Maybe we'll be able to get back to regular high fives next year, but still trying to make that connection. And those things don't cost any money at all. Right. It's, and it just, it's sometimes it's just starting with the littlest thing and building from there. Right. I know when we started our journey with uh, positive school culture and climate, we focused on three things that first year we focused on uh, staffity appreciation, um, tardies. Cause at the time tardies were, was an issue in our building and excuse me, random acts of kindness. So just to try to build that positive school culture and climate. So for the staffity recognition, all we did was we had everyone in the school write a nice note to someone in the building. And we did them up in little booklets and delivered them to the staff with a little gift. Talk about a pick me up to get them through to the end of the year, right? For the tardies, we did something that we called hit and runs. So our team would choose a particular section of the building. We wouldn't of course tell anybody ahead of time. We'd go down the hall blasting music, go to the classroom door. Is everybody on time today? If they were, the whole class got a treat. If not, we'd just say thank you and move on to the next room in the hallway. So it was a, a quick little way to, to try to reinforce we want everybody to be on time. Um, and then for the random acts of kindness, we had forms that we gave to the teachers and we just asked them to look for students that were doing good things. Like, Maybe you had a kid that stayed after class to push in all the chairs or put them all up if you're someone that puts them on the desks and they would give them a little slip. We'd deliver it with a little gift to them in the classroom. Now, out of those three things, we still do the thank a faculty member every year. But because, you know, our building has changed and we've worked on improving, you know, tardies, for example, that's something that's established in our building now. So we don't have to continually reinforce that. So we we switch our focus. And I think that's a big thing with school culture and climate is the ability to be flexible, right? You have to realize that your building is going to change because our students are constantly changing, right? We have staffity that change as well, but mostly it's a change in students. So you have to be able to adapt with your building. And that's a big thing to, and actually to be able to recognize that and say, okay, yes, we have to make a slight shift in this to make it work for, for what we're doing. Because you always want it to be effective, right? You want it to be relevant to your building and to be having a positive impact and making your building go in the direction that your your vision and what your school respects and values. Wow. I have pages of notes, so I'm psyched. <laughs> be visible. High five Fridays, making sure you say good morning to your students, starting with the little things. I love that. I think that's where we go because a lot of times, little things like giving a kid a high five it seems so simple mm -hmm. and it seems so complicated, but sometimes teachers, educators, whoever it is, 
they don't see the value that it brings from the student perspective. Just that one little change, that one little thing. So I, I think, you know, I agree with you and adding on and speaking to my educators that are out there. It just starts with one little thing, mm -hmm. something that is a connection, something that may be fun or age appropriate to your students. Because at the end of the day, that's going to make them more positive about coming to school. That is the goal of culture and climate, right? We want it to be a place that kids want to come. It's very difficult to make every single classroom and every single school a place that kids get up every morning and are like, yes, going to school. You know, they've been doing this now for so many years. By the time they get in high school, nine, 10 years, 11 years, they've been doing it every single day. It's the day to day. How do you break that up? How do you turn that into something that is better for students so that when they show up in the morning that they are expecting, they're stepping out of their comfort zone. And most importantly, they know that there's going to be a reward for their efforts. And in order for us to make this a community that we are proud to be a part of, it starts with those little things. I love how you say that. You know, dig in. You said you mentioned Justin's Renaissance a little mm -hmm. bit, and I know you've done some work uh, there. We've had many people on the podcast from Justin's Renaissance. You know, shout out to Darren Pepper, Frank Redneski, and then you know we know the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend. I'll I'll pass him over to you because I know you, who you know. I'm talking about the leader of it all. Go ahead, talk to me about my guy. Oh, Phil Campbell. Phil he's, Campbell. PC has also been on this show as well. Shout out to PC. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, yeah, Jocelyn's Renaissance. And I think, like like I said earlier, my teaching career would not be the same. I cannot imagine teaching without Jocelyn's Renaissance and being surrounded by those amazing people like Darren and Frank and PC that help lift me up and help inspire me to want to make a difference in my school community. And I think, especially these last few years, our focus, not anybody's fault, has been shifted away sometimes from that school culture and climate piece because there's been so many, you know, policies and things we have to follow to keep everybody in our building safe, right? Just because of the situation. Um, but I'm super pumped because soon this GRGC is coming up here in Orlando, not not too far out, um, and we get to be back together in person and connect and learn about ways that we can improve our school culture and climate from people across North America. And sometimes, I shouldn't say sometimes, always that conference is the best learning experience for myself um, with school culture and climate. And getting to learn from people like Darren and Frank and PC and hearing their stories and the impact that they have made on, on their students and their school community is just phenomenal. And I mean, like, Renaissance, yes, I'm a math person. I love formulas. Maybe that's why I fell in love with it, but I don't think that's that's truly why, right? Because they have their six R's. Um, and it's it's just, it's a way, like Renaissance, yes, it's a philosophy, but for me, it's a way of living. It's a way, it's a way that I, you know, I try to apply what we do with Renaissance in my life every day. I try to make sure, you know, like I'm reinforcing those positive values, not only in my classroom, but with my family at home, right? You know, we all have those positive values that we want, we want to bring. And it's not only at the classroom level, at the whole school level, you know, we, we sat down as a team and we said, okay, what are those positive things that we want to see in our schools? What is it that we respect? Um, and then once we figured that out, we said, okay, how are we going to reward that and reinforce them? 
right? By, and you know, a lot of times it's just by doing those re rewards and recognitions over and over and over again. But at the same time, while you're doing that, making sure you're being intentional about building those positive relationships in your building. And like I said, between faculty and students and faculty and faculty. Um, and then that's when you're going to start to see those positive results within your school community that, you know, your tardies are going to be decreasing or whatever it is that you have and to be respecting or wanting to respect in your building. Yeah. And shout out to all those amazing educators who are attending that conference that is coming up. It's also not just for teachers. There are also mm -hmm. students there. So it's a right. full on experience that is as real as you can get students, teachers, administrators, speakers, you name it. They're all going to be there. Disney World. I mean, amazing. I mean, amazing. what is there? I mean, what is there not to do? I mean, that sounds pretty amazing. So, shout out to all those awesome people that are getting ready to go there and continuing to push themselves to crush it this summer and most importantly connect and 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 really focus on building school culture, climate and you're one of the people to go to and I think that's awesome, you know, because the work that you're doing and the stuff that you're writing about and i've seen it happen over the past you know 12 to 16 months and, and been able to kind of see your growth on social media and being able to see that the videos that you're posting your videos are super helpful quick one to two minute videos that you're sharing helpful strategies for tips for people to continue to elevate school climate and culture which i love I'm officially naming you a school culture and climate expert because that's when I think of you, that's what I think of because I love the work that you're doing. You talk, We talked a little bit on the show before. One thing we do on this show when we get towards the end of it is we dedicate the show to someone who is out there unlocking unlimited potential in all whom they serve. And I know you have a great person that you would like to dedicate it to. We're going to be dedicating this show to an educator by the name of Elizabeth Fulkins. Talk to us a little bit about Elizabeth Fulkins. Yes, shout out to Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth is an educational assistant at my school. She also does Renaissance with me, but Elizabeth is the type of person that always has the best interests of our students and school in mind. And not only that, she's not the type of person that, you know, is, you know, putting yourself out there to, to be recognized and that sort of thing. But she deserves a bit of recognition as well, because she went back to university after many, 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 many years, like her children are all grown now and have left home um, and completed her university degree this uh, this past May. So super, super proud of her and the impact that she continues to make on our students, um, as well as, you know, students across our province, because she does, like I said, a lot with Renaissance and she's always willing to share ideas with students and educators alike. So shout out to you, Elizabeth. You are amazing. Appreciate you and all that you continue to do. Shout out to Elizabeth. Thank you for inspiring all that you do, pushing yourself and pushing others. That's what it's all about. You know, we've talked a lot about in this show how to make the school community a place where kids want to learn, kids want to grow, kids want to have fun, and just kind of really making that line that boundary between teacher and student making it a lot thinner you know making it so that there is that ability for teachers and students to be able to connect on the same level and i love that um you know i call that unlocking unlimited potential in my opinion but when i ask you the question to finish my sentence 
unlocking unlimited potential means? Unlocking unlimited potential means uh, finding that thing that lights your soul on fire, that thing that you're super passionate about um, and pursuing that, you know, and taking as many people along the way with you when you are pursuing that, whether that be to help you or to get them on board to help them find their passion. Because once you unlock your unlimited potential, the sky's the limit. You can do whatever you your heart desires, right? And once we find out what that thing is that our heart desires, there's no stopping you. Yeah, that is the fire that I love. And it is, there is a fire inside of us all and we all do our best to continue to keep it burning so that we continue to get kids excited about learning because if they're excited, if they're motivated, if they're inspired, then they're going to be more open to learning. And we got to get them to that place. And so getting them to that sweet spot, getting them to that secret sauce, whatever it is, finding your spot to get there. That's what I love about it. Thank you so much for sharing that so eloquently. Find what lights your soul on fire. I love that quote that I really got my head nodding on that one. So, you know, talk a little bit about what's next for Melissa. The book is coming. You got you yeah. talked about Jocelyn's Renaissance. You, you didn't say, are you speaking at Jocelyn's Renaissance? Uh, yes, I'm actually presenting two sessions at uh, JRGC, one on fundraising. And then I'm lucky enough to also get to present with my Jocelyn's rep about how we work uh, together to help spread positive school culture and climate in our area. So Super pumped. So if you're going to be there, make sure you check us out. We're talking about finding loonies and toonies in your fundraising. And I'll just put this out there as a hint. If anybody can tell us what a loonie or a toonie is in our session, you may get a special prize. So um, make sure you come check us out. Uh, we'd love to see you. But if you ever want to connect with me, you know, feel free to reach out to me on social media. Um, Twitter and Instagram is both right Melissa underscore, or you can check out my website, melissawright.ca or email melissa at melissawright.ca. Love to connect with you. Absolutely. And all those will be inside the show notes for you to check out so you can get connected with Melissa and continue to learn more with her. And most importantly, you can head over to Amazon and you can buy her book, Inspired Moments That Matter. Melissa, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. I know you got a busy schedule ahead of you with this book coming out and with all this great speaking opportunities that are ahead of you. So I really thank you for taking the time. And I just want to say that I'm really excited about the work that you're doing. And I'm really excited for others to continue to learn your story and continue to learn from you. Thanks so much, Brandon. Appreciate you having me here. It's always a pleasure to get to, to learn from you and, and to chat with you. Absolutely. And for all of our listeners out there, remember that the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. Continue to educate with passion, everybody, and have an amazing day.